That's right, everybody. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and making this your podcast or your live stream of choice. I'm your host, John Greenwald Jr., founder and creator of TheBlackVault.com. And today isn't a fun show to bring to you, but it is fascinating nonetheless. Now, why I say it's not fun is that the U.S. government, namely the Department of Defense, in my view, and again, I want to stress that this is my opinion at this point, has done one of the biggest pushbacks on the general public accessing UAP-related information. This is a tactic that I have yet to see, uh, and this is something that may spell some bad news for us that are seeking that transparency. Now, this is a theme on my show that I talk a lot about, the secrecy, the secrecy, the secrecy. I've been always intrigued by that. For decades, have been intrigued by that. However, it is getting worse. Now, I know that's not a popular stance to take. I know everybody's all excited that Congress and politicians are involved and and they're pushing legislation, and that's all great. But from the standpoint of trying to access that, that information, it's getting worse. Now, why is that? And in the last couple of weeks, it's really gotten worse. Now, I wrote a story. Let me bring it up for you here just to kind of give you an update because... This particular story, I primarily had written about the Mosul orb. You remember that leaked video? Couldn't get the DOD to acknowledge essentially what it was or anything like that. Um, this was this was leaked. Uh, this was something that I deep down felt was likely classified. Uh, and, and again, I won't get into it a lot here, but likely classified uh, despite what we were told. Uh, especially with the way that it was filmed. I believe the Baghdad Phantom was more easily proven being shot by the MQ-9 Reaper drone, uh, that that was something that was classified. Well, I went after documentation on the Mosul Orb, and it finally came back that everything, and I mean everything that I had requested, which includes, uh, I'll stress it again, everything. Uh, I go for memos, reports, photos, videos, I've got kind of standard legal jargon to cover the gamut on what I'm going for. Everything was classified on this case. So essentially they are acknowledging that it there's something there. Like what what it means, it, it, I, we don't know. It's likely labeled a UAP, but we, again, don't know. But regardless, they acknowledged it and said that everything was classified. Well, that in turn means without a doubt, the material that leaked is likely classified because that did not come up. So obviously there's a little bit of an assumption there, meaning that this is quote unquote genuine. I don't really have a doubt that it is just trying to be fair to the, to the evidence here. So on the assumption that this is real, this letter essentially solidifies that it is classified because they didn't release it. Uh, So you can see here, go through the letter. This was the letter excerpt Uh, exemption. B one is national security. So that was the main crux of the story. That was the main point. But I had seen something in this case that I didn't really see before. Now look down here. You can see, uh, hopefully you can see my arrow there on your screen. The second reason that, or excuse me, technically the third reason uh, that it was withheld, second being B5, which is internal communication and deliberation, Uh, So you see that it's kind of standard, hate that exemption, but it's there nonetheless quite frequently. But the third exemption that they cited is this one here, B7A, 
which could reasonably be expected to interfere with enforcement proceedings, enforcement meaning law enforcement, B7E, which would disclose techniques and procedures for law enforcement investigations or prosecutions, or would disclose guidelines for law enforcement investigations or prosecutions if such disclosure could reasonably be expected to risk circumvention of law. Now, that's a pretty big legal mouthful, but essentially it just does not want to give out any information because it considers whatever it is entwined in that case, because this this particular Freedom of Information Act request was geared towards that Mosul orb, whatever it is pertaining to that, they have kind of lumped up into a law enforcement umbrella and are denying access to it, citing those exemptions. Now, if this stood alone, I would be intrigued by it, but not concerned. However, multiple other cases around this time started coming up with the same exact exemption, B7, law enforcement, law enforcement proceedings, law enforcement investigations. Now, you'll see why that that's a concern in a second. But the two other cases at this time that came in around the same time was one request that was for all communications between Arrow and the private organization UAPX. Now, I won't go too deep into uh, UAPX, but this was nothing nefarious. I requested communications between Arrow and lots of private organizations to see what was being communicated back and forth, because some of these organizations were openly admitting to talking to Arrow. So that's public domain. You know, I mean, that they, they openly admitted this. They posted it on social media. Uh, so I utilize stuff like that and went after it. So the request for all just the communications, all emails and letters, I even quoted it here, all emails and letters exchanged between any members of Arrow and the UAPX organization. And then a second request, all records pertaining to the interviews of Dr. Robert Jacobs and Robert Solace. That also is a quote from the second case that was denied. Now, as we know, Robert Solace has openly admitted to being interviewed by Arrow. Again, this was all public knowledge. He posted it on Twitter and talked about it in a podcast. So I consider that essentially fair game. I mean, if, if you're going to openly talk about that, then let's let's see the interview. You know, are there transcripts? Is there audio, video? All of that would be FOIAable and with some exception, um, releasable. So we could we could get it. And a case in point, Luis Elizondo's interview with his DODIG complaint. I got that, although redacted, uh, and that was expected. You can read the majority of it. So that's what I was going for here. Yet all of them, the Mosul Orb, the Arrow and UAPX communications, and the interviews of Robert Salas and Robert Jacobs, all UAP related, but very different in the scope of their request. Interviews, investigation in a military um, uh, action area, and communications. So three that were all scoped very differently with their request, but all yielded the same response, all B7, all law enforcement investigation. Now, what that essentially means in a nutshell 
is that B7 is one of, one of, no, I wouldn't say the, but one of the hardest exemptions to fight in an, in an appeal. Because there's no going against, if it's a law enforcement investigation and you could hurt law enforcement uh, investigative techniques or potentially a prosecution, as this letter says, um, that's, that's tough to get beyond. Fighting national security or a B1 exemption on something 30, 40 years old, I'd rather go up against that uh, than, than B7, to be honest with you. Some attorneys may disagree with me, but B7's a tough one. Because now it automatically, if this is, if I'm right, this automatically takes anything that Arrow is looking at, anything that Arrow is doing, anything that they are investigating it, and exempts it from top to bottom like that. No, it doesn't even have to be classified. It doesn't even have to be um, any type of threat to national security. It doesn't have to violate anybody's personal privacy. None of that. So B, B1 out the window, B6 out the window, all those exemptions they don't have to fall back on now because they have one that they can. Now, I'm hoping that this isn't as bad as I fear that maybe, and this is an option, Maybe it's for privacy. Maybe this locks down the ability for, let's say, whistleblowers to come forward or witnesses to come forward that shields them from FOIA. But if that's true, B6 is there to shield them from FOIA. So I I don't know how much that is going to apply here. We will wait and see, depending upon, you know, how all this plays out. But I have contacted the Pentagon. I tried to get a DOD official stance on this, asking, hey, you have released arrow related material before and B seven was never an issue. You have denied other UAP related material in full. Even B seven was never an issue. So this is new. This is a hundred percent, a new tactic that I have not seen before in this way. B seven is not unheard of. So please don't get me wrong, but the blanket denials, which I'm seeing again with these three requests that uh, had different scopes, that is new. And that makes me very, very worried moving forward from a legal standpoint, because fighting it is very, very hard. Now, that was a couple weeks ago. Fast forward now to this week, and there were a couple of others that had uh, been denied as well. You can see here, they were for specific arrow serial case numbers. B7 denied. Also, they used the law enforcement, uh, or excuse me, they used the national security exemption in addition to the law enforcement, but law enforcement was there. The second thing denied, uh, this was, uh, I went over the Robert Salas and, and Robert Jacobs interview denied. This was for all other interviews that Arrow had done. So any of them. And I, and I said that I would exclude uh, Robert Solis and Robert Jacobs because I had already filed a different request for them since they had openly admitted being interviewed. So sorry, one, one point of clarity there. So all interviews, 100% of them, they claim are exempt. So I would hope or think that if somebody like Robert Solis is coming forward saying, here's my story, here's my name, I was interviewed by Arrow, that they could release that because there's no privacy issue there. Um, but that, that, you know, may be a, a different story and a, and a different video altogether. So bottom line here is the usage of B7, and I know it gets dry and snoozy boring with the legal jargon, 
But this is something incredibly problematic to those advocating for transparency with the U.S. government. The last thing that I will address for all of you, I talk about it from time to time, but this is a perfect video to bring it back up, is that a, a rebuttal that I see when I talk about stuff like this is, John, who cares about FOIA? Who cares about you? You uh, are wasting your time. You'll never get answers through FOIA. The politicians are pushing for answers. They will bring it to us. The problem is, is that the politicians adhere to the same secrecy that's laid on them as we do. If you watch the media, you see that a lot in the um, political arena where outside of UFOs, they are utilizing FOIA as well, or they fall back on private citizens or private organizations and their FOIA work to help their congressional pushes for for answers. My whole point there is people can dismiss FOIA all they want and fall back on politicians. However, evidence shows politicians will actually fall back on FOIA a lot as well. So this is a, a valuable tool, no matter how you slice it or dice it. But on top of that, and above all else, politicians will get met with the same secrecy that we do, or those that are cleared will be ushered into a skiff, told the real stuff, the stuff you and I want to know, and then they will come out and go, well, we're taking care of it and we want answers and we'll have a hearing in like 12 years and we'll talk about it again and nothing will get done, but don't you worry, uh, vote for me in November. So that's the type of thing that I worry about where people are falling too much on politicians and yes, they've done some great work thus far and yes, there, there's some legislation, but secrecy is at an all time high. How do you marry the two? Politicians are getting answers, yet the secrecy is at an all-time high. That, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. That secrecy will transfer to the politicians as well. They will adhere to the same guidelines of speaking out or not speaking out when they're not supposed to. And what remains in a skiff, what happens in a skiff, stays in a skiff, and we will never find out about it. I hope that I'm wrong. But this is something that's huge. And the Pentagon not getting back to me, I have tried and I've tried and I've tried. I have followed up numerous times. I will continue to do so because I think that this needs to somewhat be addressed. And hopefully it's not as bad as as I'm kind of fearing here. Um, but maybe maybe it is. And we will be at the mercy of the Department of Defense having a once a year hearing that's to the public. And they'll give us one, maybe two videos, half of which are explainable anyway. The other half may be tagged unidentified from the government, but seemingly online sleuths can find a very viable explanation within like eight seconds. So that's not the good stuff. We know by that testimony, there is a small, albeit single percentage number of the overall 800 plus caseload that is truly anomalous, according to Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, who leads the UAP investigative effort. That's the stuff that I want to go through under FOIA. That's the stuff that we need to legally fight for, not the breadcrumbs that they want to throw out there and make us all go, wow, ooh, colors, and, and look at this stuff because it's a joke. We know that there's more there. And with each of these types of things happening, like slapping a B7 exemption blanket on nearly everything arrow related, that takes that material that, again, albeit single digit, and puts it lower 
and lower and deeper and deeper and deeper until it's inaccessible, until it's untouchable. No politician is going to go down there and bring it out to you. They may even be able to see it, but they'll likely never, ever tell you or show you about it. And that's the problem with today's conversation and the world that we live in when it comes to UAP. Secrecy is deepening. Prove me wrong, politicians. Please, I will apologize if you guys somehow pierce this veil of secrecy and this changes. But until then, it's going the opposite direction from my vantage point, and that's a concern. Until next time, this is John Greenwald Jr. signing off, and we'll see you then.